my barrel. Brooklyn. 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 Hello, Brooklyn. It's the Brooklyn Rebound Podcast, episode one, one, zero, also known as one, one, ten. Uh, Is that what it's also known as? I said one, one, zero, and then I also said one, one, ten. So also, it could be one, ten, right? Yeah, I was gonna say it could be one ten. That's probably the most traditional way to say it. One hundred and ten. That's longer. I guess that's traditional. Um, this is a numbers test. We we break down every which way to say yeah. each type of number. Some of our famous uh, previous episodes. We had a long debate on episode like eighty-seven. How many different ways we'd say that? No, in, um, this is a, a sports podcast, kind of. I mean, not kind of. It is. But. So, are you saying that we're going to be talking about? Odd even numbers all the time? No, no, we're not going to be talking about numbers at all anymore unless it's the numbers of on the jerseys of the backs of our favorite NIVA NBA players. Hi. The season starts tonight, and it's Pod Drew here, by the way. Pod Drew up in not this building, but another building uh, as we left off from episode 108 and 109. Uh, beautifully produced by your boy Pachu over there. Shout out to you directly. And hosted, yeah. hosted, hosted in the land where I still am right now, yeah. So you are in the land, but did we figure out a name for your studio in the land? You know what? We kind of dropped the ball in that one. At the time, we didn't have anything good, and I haven't subsequently thought about it. <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of a... It's kind of a townhouse situation. You got like four levels here. It could be something with that, maybe like a uh, studio loft. I don't know. It's not really a loft per se. Hmm. I think studio land works. Studio land. Yeah, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's just pretty simple because that, no matter where you are, it, it'll work because you're in a whole different yeah. city. Oh, it does, it does sound kind of like Studio Land sounds kind of like some like amusement park you'd go to and like ride, I don't know, ride microphone, microphones well, instead of like the horses <laughs> and the carousel. I don't know. Well, I wonder, I mean, I don't know if you watch Westworld, but a lot of it, they record, I they record all of uh, what's happening and and people's adventures to get. So maybe yeah. Studio Land is literally like the same thing, except they just have microphones in your face the whole time. Yeah, I will say that if you're going to Westworld and you're just you like forget the samurai shit or the western shit. I just want to like go in like a studio and talking to a microphone on my vacation. That's pretty. I wouldn't be paying for that. I don't know. Oh, like we did at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? That's yeah. true, but we didn't. We didn't pay. Uh, well, that was. There was some more stuff to look at there, and also we didn't pay exorbitant uh, Westworld park entrance fees to get in there. You know. We don't know how much that is, though, do we? No, I think they said it's like thousands of dollars or something on the show. Well, we don't know what the time period is and what inflation's like, so you know. Yeah. But you know, you said the West World. Let's transition to wake up, Mister West. Uh, nope, not about Kanye and Trump. No, but, he's canceled. Remembering him? Is he canceled? Yeah, he's canceled. Yeah, uh, that's not good. 
it's not good. No, because like I, I had a, I had wanted him to come on the show, and you know talk about things, and also I was going to hopefully get uh, Pod Yay and Pod uh, Pod Trump together. Oh, and then and Jim well, we, as well, we probably still could. We probably still could do that. I'm just saying, you know, he's canceled in the eyes of every, you know, we get, I don't know if we want to get him back on board in the eyes of everyone to get his good name, but we could still, you know, we'd still get him on and, uh, and use him to build up our, our, our numbers here. Speaking back to numbers, you know, that's still probably, still probably a good idea. I'm not saying that, but you're talking West. I don't know where you're transitioning, but before you do that, West we, we kind of talked about it, but the in in the land here in studio land, we did the Eastern and Western Conference previews, over unders. We picked it all last two episodes out of the feed. So if you haven't listened to that, you got to go back and get that in your ears because that was some good stuff, I think. Well, if they haven't listened to it, they're really failing at life, I would think, Padre. Right? Yeah, their job. Well, I don't know if they're failing at their their life in general. That's maybe a little too harsh, but. Listen, you dropped the ball. The season hasn't quite started yet, but it's just about you. So pick the ball up before it does and try to put it in the hoop of life. You know, they're getting rejected by the rim of life, maybe, if they're not if they're not listening to that. But they, it's not too late. But people can pick up, pick up the whole understanding how to play basketball and watch basketball and then go to our podcast. Or maybe they should just go to the podcast first. To get I would say stuff. go first. Yeah, no, it was more of a metaphor. Now it wasn't, you know, literally about learning how they don't need to i mean i would think if you're listening to an nba themes podcast you would have a general knowledge on how the game works but yeah it's not like you really need to physically go out in the court and do that no just sit in your chair and listen to us that's all you need maybe, to do maybe. tony you don't need to go be athletic right now no need to no need to pick up uh a crossover dribble no need to take out that master class but with Steph curry is there really a, a Steph Curry masterclass? You had no idea, man. Well, yeah, mess, like it's also advertised like on on all these podcasts ads. Uh, like one of my favorite ones uh, okay. with, with Katie Nolan, she promotes that as like check out masterclass. Her promo is like hashtag Nolan or whatever. Yeah, they talk about Steph Curry dribbling and shooting. Okay, I've seen those ads for that. I haven't seen that one. I've seen like Scorsese teaches you filmmaker, some shit like that. But like. Man, I don't know how much you'd have to pay me to, to sit through this Steph Curry masterclass, but it would have to be a lot. Can't think of much I would less rather, rather do. I think I think the reason why you don't wouldn't wouldn't want to join that is because he's probably not cooking up uh, some curry. Because you do love the cooking uh-huh. show, so. Well, if I was seeing cook, yeah, I would go to James Harden for the cooking class. Come on. <laughs> or baking, maybe you'd be more of the baking, right? Yeah. I would go to Baker Mayfield for the baking class. Uh, that's true. That's true. Then what about specifically for Indian curry? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't go to Steph Curry or Seth Curry or Del Curry or any of these people. I'd probably go to an actual Indian person who knows how to chef it up nicely. I don't, maybe you could recommend someone for who does that master class. Is that a real one? You know, I'm not Indian, but uh, I'm sure I can check out in Queens and find someone for you. You're not Indian? Well, you're you're adjacent. I'm not Kyrie Irving Indian, Elizabeth Warren Indian. Uh, you're not I, native. Yeah, that's true. I am also not um, Gandhi Indian uh, or uh, Freddie Mercury Indian or uh, half Nora Jones. What's Potter. Freddie Mercury Indian? You don't know Freddie Mercury is Indian? He's talking about native, 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 whatever. No, no, he's South Asian, India. It, 
Uh, okay. I didn't know that. Mind blown by by your boy pod. Nam. Yeah, so yes, my mind's really been blown by that news. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know it has been. Uh, so there's a lot of things we have to cover, but first and foremost, Todd Drew, happy NBA opening tip-off day. And to you, sir, it is... As we speak, it is the opening day. Really, it's not a it's not a drill. This is a effect, and today we got we got a good good doubleheader going on. We got the Sixers visiting the Celtics. That's a good one. I like that one. At 8 p.m., and then we got the Thunder visiting the Warriors uh, at 10:30 p.m. Mm-hmm. And are the Warriors going to actually play in this game, or are they just gonna like? chill around and, and cook up some curry and whatnot. I would say uh, I think they're going to play. I think DeMarcus Cousins is going to be making a lot of noise on the bench, uh, definitely getting his, getting in people's spaces, uh, and they won't get in trouble at all. Although, uh, Steve Kerr did get thrown out not too long ago for, for something. Why? I didn't want to be here anyways, and they went to go have the same one. So. In the preseason or something? Or yeah, it was, it was a big deal. He really got he really got pissed off, and and everyone and he came on the jump the next day, and uh, Rachel Nichols was like, "So do you really want to be here today?" And she basically just trolled the shit out of him, and he's like, "Yeah, no, I lost my cool." I, I think he's getting. I think this Warriors team is like. I don't know how much Steve Kerr can manage these personalities anymore. He's added one of the biggest yeah. ones, you know. Well, that's true. And we kind of talked about it a little bit in our Western preview, like how what when we're trying to, in terms of how many games they're going to win in the regular season, you know. Right. Because right. kind of last year, coaching themselves sometimes, like, yeah, what is, what can you really do, and, you know. But uh, who do you think, Dwight, uh, or, sorry, not Dwight, who do you think uh, Boogie's going to get in the face of tonight on the bench, uh, on the Thunder, Westbrook, or... Uh, I think it's going to be um, uh, Stephen Adams, maybe. Although okay. Stephen Adams doesn't deal with, like, he just makes things comical. He never gets angry. He's like, whatever, dude. Uh, he just has his mustache, does his thing. And what's the uh, Zabrinas or Zabrinas? What is it? Sabonis? No, 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 no. Sabrinas. No, he's not on the Thunder. Yeah. Uh, uh... I think it's Zarinas. He was making threes. He had like a little bit of a uh, Omri Caspi look to him. His name is Oh Abrinas, Alex Abrinas. Oh Abrinas, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he shoots the three. So he'll probably be in that corner, and Demarcus will get in his face. And I think Dennis Schroeder will probably also get some. Uh, oh yeah, he's a good candidate for that. For yeah, he's there now. On the Dur, should right. we call him the? I, I'm I'm contemplating calling OKC the Dur this year. What do you think about that? Um, I got no thoughts. I, I think I'm gonna have to process that over tonight, and then yeah. I'll get back to you. I mean, I, when I say contemplating, I literally just thought of it, but I like the Dur. Sure. The Dur facing the Dur versus the Dubs tonight, baby. Dur versus Dubs. That might be catchy. That's a good way yeah, of yeah. Uh, marketing and branding that. So, I mean, I want to make those quick fit uh, picks right now, and then go into a Nets update. Uh, who do you got for the Dur versus the Dubs tonight at ten thirty? Um, I think that I'm going to take the Dur tonight. Uh, well. You know, it's it's hard to pick against the Dubs. I mean, but I I, I kind of have they do you, do you recall that uh, in the past two championships they've won or three, I guess rather. Oh no, well, well two at this point, two that they've won and then played the first game of the season the next year. Did they win those games? I don't recall. 
or they didn't blow out if they did. But uh, I kind of see that the, the terror is a little refocused right now. They lost a little what some might call it dead weight or, or things that weren't working out. I can see Westbrook especially being keyed up for this one and trying to uh, get, get in there and get the W off the season on the dubs and maybe those – Again, third time now getting these rings, all this stuff. Maybe they won't be as focused. Uh, you know, at, at the same time, they can always just shoot the lights out anytime and run, run it up big. But I'm, yeah, I'll, sit, I'll, I'll, I'll take the dirt tonight. Give me those. You take the dirt. You know, I think yeah. they uh, – I'm not going to fact check this at all because there's no point. We have to keep going here. Uh, yeah. I think the Warriors did lose their last opener or the opener before because they're just like, okay. whatever. The regular season don't matter. So I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. agree with you on that. Sixers, Celtics, uh, big night for these Cs. Uh, More interesting got, game, yeah, I They think. got one win away from the NBA Finals. Uh, didn't happen, but now they got some – they got some backup or I guess fronts up because they should have been in the front anyways. The Kyrie Irvings and Gordon Haywards of the world will be showing up tonight and starting in this game. Now, will, will Hayward make it further into this season than last? Yeah, that's a little bit of a low blow, but I definitely... Was that, was that a, a low blow, talking about his lower leg injury? Yeah, I think, I think it was just because people are still sensitive to it. They don't know how to re- react. I mean, when that happened, do you remember when that happened? Like, at, you were watching that game, too. Yeah, it was against the Cavs. It was the first game of the season. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. National when that TV, happened, everything. Yeah, when that happened today, I was, I mean, last year. Today. Today. Today, today last year. Today, last year. That's what I was trying to say. But I think he definitely was too excited and maybe that – in, in terms of getting that rebound, so maybe he's got to stay away from these rebounds. I know. So you think? Wait. So you're saying you don't think it was just kind of a freak injury and that could happen at any time? You think that Hayward was too excited and, and should not rebound going forward? I think, I think only if they bounce to him, maybe he doesn't have to jump for it. There's no need to go out for that rebound, Gordon. Uh, just listen to me. I've I've been there. I've gone to rebound and twist my ankle. Uh, so. Not worth it, man. Not worth it. Hey, I root against them Celtics, so I'll be, I'm fine with that. No one on the team should rebound. <laughs> but why, why risk getting injured anyway? All the, all the, but, you know, we're mentioning that, but the biggest thing, I think, for the Sixers that we're, we're kind of passing on here is Markel Fultz is going to be starting on this team. And uh, he's, he's got yeah, a good shot, apparently. Yeah. And as their video proof of this evidence, what have you seen in um you know, I, I did see uh, a highlight of a highlight, and usually it's on the jump or or PTI or something like that, and they said that he's making jump shots. That's a big deal for the Sixers, even though why would you draft someone at one if you couldn't if you couldn't make jump shots, right? Yeah, or trade the pick to the Celtics, yeah, which is Tim, of course. Um, but to, when you say a highlight of a highlight, is that – they're showing a highlight, and you just see a clip of that highlight. What do you mean by that? I'm seeing a highlight, as in like I'm seeing a YouTube highlight or video, and then that they're showing a highlight as well. I wasn't watching the full episode because the listeners were trying to understand how much time do I spend watching these episodes. Uh, I think that was a real question okay. there. Yeah, it was. All right, so uh, who's your pick for the, this game tonight, John? Uh, my pick for this game will be um, 
the Sixers. I feel like they didn't change that many parts. Um, I think the Celtics will be killing it like with the ten and two or like twelve and three record towards later season. But I think this is one of those letdown games because Hayward will be limited. He has a sore back and uh, a little uh, little bit wondering if his knee will hold up. So I think what I'm reading yeah. here is 25 minutes for him on the floor tonight. Okay, but it's but to be fair, it's, they didn't have a long last year and they still won plenty of games. And then they have Irving for a lot of last year too, and still, you know, so it's not. I I don't know how. I, I'd like to see how Hayward gets integrated in the season and, and what their ceiling becomes with him being healthy. But in any one game, I don't think it necessarily going to matter that much. I'm picking the Celtics tonight. I think it's going to be a close game, but in the last, they're going to pull away in the last three to four minutes, two to three minutes type of thing, and then end up being like a like an eight seventy point victory. That's what I see happening. Okay. But I'll root for them Sixers tonight, and I'll root for them there tonight. Want the road teams, baby. Celtics and Dubs are, of course, my two least favorite teams in the league. Just going on personal bias here, which I like to do. Are, are you ever going to like these teams at any point in the future, you think? I doubt it. I mean, you know, the, the we've I don't want to get get into this whole rigmarole again about how Golden State has ruined the league for me a little bit, and for a lot of people, I think. But that, that I can't forgive them ever on that, on that case, I don't think. I'm just defeating my Cavs multiple times in the finals. And then on the Boston side of things, I'm just so sick of Boston sports in general and have been for a long time. And I, I, I got to root for every Boston team to, to not win. So that's yeah, what it is for me. That Sunday night game was rough. Uh, Pat Mahomes losing that at the end. Oh, that was a good game. Uh, yeah, forty. If we, if we're getting this football talk. Forty-three, forty. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a pretty entertaining game. I, I, I and I picked the pass, so you know I had no problem with it. I would have liked Mahomes to do it, but he still looks really good. But I mean, this is it's not Mahomes' time right now. We we got it. I mean, he might. I'm sure he's probably good at basketball too. Oh, he's more of a baseball man outside yeah. of football. I think he'd be like, hey, I I can dunk. That's how he sounds, yeah. right? That's, that's how... He has a weird voice. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like to hear a... Uh, what, how about this? Pat Mahomes th- does a little uh, stand-up comedy with, with Kawhi. He's the only audience member. Hey, Kawhi. What's the deal? We're throwing footballs. <laughs> that's funny, man. Was that like what his lap was? Kind of, I can't, I haven't heard it in a minute. No, no. I, I, it was I something think, very weird. I think you got a, like, a, a little subpar version, but you were close. You were close. You're almost there. Okay. I, I, I think I have to work on my Mahomes voice a little bit more, too. Well, uh, we'll work, we're, we're just workshopping this bed right now. We'll, we'll unveil a better version later. Yeah. So, anyway, so we we disagree tonight on, or we're picking on different sides in the first game. And what did you say first for uh, the other the later game? Uh, Who's going to win with you? Thunder. You agreed, okay. Yeah. So cool. Uh, and then of course, I think tomorrow the rest of the teams play, or most of the rest of the teams play. I know my Cavs are at the Raps. What about your Nets? They are at the Pistons. I'm seeing. They're on De- at Detroit, and these Pistons are looking to oh, looking to get up at, from their momentum of last year, but they have that new coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Stanley Gundy's gone from the power grab that he had with the Pistons, so it'll be interesting to see um, what they do. I think they're in kind of a not not they have a franchise player, but two franchise players, but 
we don't know if they can do it. And I think I remember picking them just around the playoff line, around like eight. You talking about the Pistons? Yeah, yeah. So I think they're similar in the Mm. the sense of it's going to be a good match between these two teams. So. I feel like you're a little high on the Pistons, if I recall from our conversation, but which I guess would be around making the playoff line, which is where they technically were last year, I guess. But so, do you think the Nets? Just talking about tomorrow's game, do you, do you want to say anything about the Nets, or like, do you think they'll have a chance to win, or what? I mean, of course, they have a chance, but so they have all their players uh, ready to play, but three of them are coming off injuries and uh, be uh, like hamstring soreness and stuff like that, not like severe injuries, but. RHJ, Rondell, Rondé Hollis Jefferson, Ed Davis said he's going to play. Alan Crabb also uh, had an injury, and Damari Carroll. So, like, that's a lot of their front four, you know, and five if they go small, which they do a lot. That may make it a little bit difficult with the depth. I don't know Pistons' situation. So, I think I think it's, it's going to be competitive, but I don't think the Nets are going to pull this one out tomorrow. So, unfortunately. Okay, and I'll have to say I don't. Uh, speaking of Kawhi and all that, I, that's who the, the Cavs get tomorrow. I don't think they'll win that one either, but we'll see as well. Do, do you want to uh, get into? You know, we're just talking about opening game of the season, but do you want to get into what our you know finals predictions and everything like that will be? Because we didn't. Uh, I think we teased that in our in our uh, Eastern and Western previews there. Yeah, and then right right before that, I just want to give a quick state of the Nets update. Um, okay. The Nets did some work with their contracts as of recently, a couple of days ago. They decided to extend the qualifying offers to LeBert and Jarrett Allen. Um, so they're going to remain, you know, contract-wise for this year and next year. And then, and then they did not extend D'Angelo Russell and RHJ meaning after this year they'll be restricted free agents. And I think that's on purpose because they see Karis LeVert and Jared Allen performing. It's almost like a sure thing that they want to extend these guys. D. Russ and RHJ, uh, we want to see in a contract year if Russell stays healthy. I mean, I, I was predicting to my little cousin, Rafat, I call him Pot-Pot. He was the one rocking the Spider-Man. Um, oh, yes, you mentioned them a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told them that I think the Nets have the possibility of having one of the highest back scoring backcourts in the NBA uh, with yeah, and D-Russ. So uh, we'll see. Um, do you think, you know, extending these contracts for D'Angelo and Arche? And, and, and there's space for both, you're saying? Yeah, I mean, basically, we have all this cap space now, and, um, you know, I forgot his last name. Sharania or whatever. Yeah, he, uh, he reported that um, the Nets were very active in the Jimmy Butler and, and trade market right. in the last couple of weeks. So they're definitely, they're definitely looking at, you know, growing for this, maybe not this year, but definitely competitively, like probably a top four teams looking at for that next year if they get the right pieces. I would, I would, I would probably be open to extending both. I would maybe want to go through half a season or a few months and see how, how it's looking, though. Right. right. All right. Cool. Well, yeah, um, got the space. So I think, why not? Yeah, a lot of question marks will be going on. I think the next three months, will, a lot of decisions for the trade deadline um, would be in. Um, I think right in February, early February, like right around the All Star break. So the next three to four months, there's definitely going to be a lot of moving and shaking on these nets. Uh, hopefully, there's a lot of cross-ups by D. Russ and Karis LeVert to the rack and throwing some alley-oops and posters to Jarrett 
Allen. And that's what I'm. Of course. For. Cool. And then you said your your calves are going to get. No, I said I don't think they are, but one can hope. But it doesn't seem likely. The Raptors should be one of the best teams, and you know, we got to see how they're gelling with the the new additions, the changes, but. On their home court, you know, I, I don't expect a, a win for the Cavs tomorrow. Okay, cool. Um, so we got to do a little bit of mm-hmm. predictions, mm-hmm. like you mentioned, um, for our votes. Our, oh, I would say rebounds, like the like, like Grammys. It's like rebound the rebounds. That That's there? like or an award. Rookie. Are we awarding these yeah, people? Or yeah. it's not usually something done for predictions. I would say, but. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Maybe I. What kind of predictions were you trying to do and what kind of predictions I was trying to do the MVP? Oh, no, I, I, I get that as well. But I'm saying if. I think if it's like the, the Reebies, that should be who we're, we're awarding, who, who our pick is. What are you saying? Or are we doing a prediction of what we actually think it's going to be? The MVP and all that. I think it's a pre Reebie. A pre Reebie? Okay. A preview review, and uh, you know, I'm gonna just go straight off the cuff here for MVP this year. I will have Anthony Davis of the New New Orleans Pelicans. Uh huh. And he's never gotten it so far. A lot of people have predicted in the past that he'd be up there to get it, right? And you think this is the year? I just feel like his monster season came a little late last year after, you know, Boogie went down. And I think he's just, you know, unless Rondo is really affecting the loss of Rondo, I don't think it will. I think Anthony Davis will be primed to do his damn thing and get the team maybe top, you know, top four, top five. I don't remember my predictions, so maybe I'm just going completely the other way. But I, I like Anthony Davis for the MVP. Okay. That's a good pick. Safe pick, I would say. I'm getting on a bit more of a limb here myself. And things would have to definitely break a certain way for this to happen. A lot of factors involved. But I'm gonna make a I'm gonna go a little bit off book on my prediction here. And I'm gonna say that the MVP of the twenty eighteen nineteen season is gonna be one Kyrie Irving. Mm. No longer says he was wrong about the earth being flat, so he's off He's already campaigning that regard. No, here's what I'm thinking. Obviously, one of the biggest, one of the biggest caveats is he has to remain healthy, right? So, and maybe a guy like Anthony Davis misses time, which could always happen as well. And then he's a little bit off the MVP trail in that regard. If the Celtics are going to be one of the best teams, which it's looking, I think they're looking like they're going to be. Kyrie puts up some gaudy numbers, which I think is definitely possible for him. Now he still has a good team around him, so what, guys like Tatum, etc., could steal some of the shine. I, I factor that in as well, but if if the Celtics end up having like the best record in the league, which I think is possible, even though I didn't technically predict that last time, I think it's still possible. No injuries, everything goes smoothly. Maybe maybe Hayward does go down again, and whatever happens. Uh, and I could see Kyrie putting up some big numbers. Maybe he is up at the top of scoring this time around. Again, with Brett Stevens, as I'm saying this, I'm kind of thinking of ways why it won't happen. Because, again, with Brett Stevens wants the ball passed around. 
But I also think, you know, obviously Westbrook's always in there hard, and if he's kind of joining the conversation with them and scoring this year, facilitating, I can see Kyrie's always one for having some less, first having some big moments in big games. He gets a few of those more under his belt this year. And and let's say LeBron doesn't have the have the season on the Lakers. They they can be a little bit of a mess. Let's say Davis goes down for a while, or you know they're a mess on the on the Hornets. And I, I, they like they like giving MVP to these shooter types. At least reason that they have slasher shooters, scorers like Harden and Westbrook and all that. Again, that's that's a little bit of a reach, but I just wanted to come up with a you know a deeper pick on this one. What do you think? I disagree in the sense that, and by the way, um, I'm going to be redoing my rebe because I forgot my original pick. I just pulled that one out of my ass. Anthony Davis one. So with the Kyrie Irving pick, I feel like the votes for him, or I guess the potential for him in terms of winning as a team, they're going to, you know, I predicted them and you predicted them very high above. I think I did above 60 wins yeah. for them. And I think that's going to be more not because of Kyrie, but this will transition into the, one of the other picks that, that was doing Brad Stevens winning, winning coach of the year. I think the NBA understands that, respects the Celtics in the sense that, you know, they didn't respect Brad Stevens enough last year and he did a hell of a job. But now that they have the all-stars and the superstars back on the team, I think it will be a collective effort with Jalen Brown. I, I can see the team like averaging every the, the five starters averaging above fifteen, like each of them, or maybe Hawford will probably not uh, do that much shooting, shooting. But I think maybe Terry Rozier will probably do some off the bench that could get him like twelve points or something like that. So, um, but I can see all the other ones doing like Jalen Brown doing seventeen, Tatum doing twenty, and then Kyrie doing like maybe twenty. Insist, and then hey, we're doing fifteen. So, I, I, so the separation between all, all of them will be will be hard, like you kind of yeah. said, and taking that into consideration. I, I definitely feel you on that, and that's why it's a bit of a reach here. That's that's a good point, but about this the moving of the ball around. But what I will say is what what thing one thing that Kyrie's always been accused of is not being an actual good point guard, not throwing out the assists, and. Yeah. I think a lot of voters, because again, this is something people vote on. It's not like anything objective necessarily. I think if we see a, a, a ton of assists from Kyrie this year, and, and he, he looks like a different guy a little bit, like, oh, he's getting Jalen Brown, all these guys, Horford, whatever. Look at their numbers. Look at all the assists he's giving them. I think that's only going to increase him in the eyes of the voters rather than if he just did all the scoring himself. And so, You know what I mean? Right. So, right. but we'll see. Fair point. Um, Fair point. I definitely don't think you know that. That's you know, I, I, if I was betting on it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that as my bet. I'd probably go Davis or even LeBron or or Westbrook, who, whoever. But it's it's always storylines, yeah. right? Um, more than it is stats all the time, or you know. But like Anthony Davis is a safe pick. I think you're right. I was I was thinking this the other night and a couple nights when I was watching highlights, but. You know, our boy, uh, Bane, who's been on the podcast a long time ago, he's a fan of uh, the Fearing the Deer. I forgot that he was, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I think there's nothing scarier than Giannis right now. The, the kid is is 22 or 21 or 22, and he's gotten more jacked and stronger. His elevation above the rim, I think, even increased. This guy is going to be unstoppable for us, and I think... 
he people are not sleeping on the Bucks, but I think I I was pretty high on them, and I think they they will uh, he'll do enough statistically to like twenty eight, like eight rebounds, like uh, nine assists, kind of like maybe seven assists. Like he'll have that ridiculous amount of numbers, and that's what I was thinking with Anthony Davis. Yeah, but Giannis in the East, he'll be beasting every single team. And I don't think anyone could stop him. Maybe Toronto a little bit defensively, but I don't know how low he. I I definitely think he's up there too. He's, you know, in terms of who could get it. I think for him to to uh, he, they are going to have to win a few more games than they have in the past couple of years. The deer here. Also, he's, I just looked at looked at his age. He's a little bit older than you're saying. He turns 24 in December, but but uh, still very young, obviously. And he's still a freakish athlete, so I can see that as well. So you're changing your pick from Davis to Giannis, or were you just highlighting them? Yeah, I think, um, you know, with both of them, we'll definitely be, like, in the top four conversation, at least maybe top five. No one on the Rockets is going to get it. LeBron, I I agree with you. So, you know, I'm somewhere in between those three, uh-huh. uh, maybe LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Giannis. I'm maybe forgetting someone else that's really good. Kawhi, again, maybe. That's a storyline, yeah. you know, switching from one, one side to the other. Um, that's very possible. Yeah, it, it's going to be it's going to be exciting. I'm pretty pumped to see those guys play out and see their storylines go. So, yeah, if you want to move on sure. to uh, – I, I said coach, okay. and I talked about Brad Stevens. I'm going to go with uh, Brad Stevens kind of like as an automatic for this year. I don't think anyone other than maybe Kerr already got it. I think this first year in there, right? I, I would imagine he did. I'd be shocked if that wasn't the case. Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember yeah, for sure. More- but. Everyone, every coach is always up for like a Susan, Susan Lucci. Like if they miss out the, you know, past couple of years, eventually. Yeah, it didn't even like Dwayne Casey get it recently or something. Like, it was just yeah, last yeah, year. And people, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of like your pick of Brett. You said Brett Stevens, right? Yeah. If I if I had to pick, I, I do think the odds on are that it will be Stevens. But if I'm, if I'm going to go on a bit of a limb as well and maybe go for someone let's say if, if I, I, I move out to the west who could get it in my preview i believe for, for the western conference i was pretty high on the, the nuggets there you know so if they really exceed expectations even more you know go hit their over all that and and end up finishing pretty high looking pretty good i think uh, mike malone can can get that potentially that's a good pick I like that pick. That's a yeah. good one. I would also throw up Mike Budenholzer. Yeah. Well, he's yeah, he's switching uh, teams, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, and whoever the Raptors head coach is, whoever, and um, well, the dark horse pick, the Suns head coach, because I'm up on these Suns. He is like Igor something. He's a uh, he's the first born born NBA coach in history. What? And he was uh, he was from another. Country. Yeah, you are high. You are ultra high on the Suns, kind of to what I would consider a ridiculous level in our in our Western Conference preview, but... I gave him a plus 11. But, that's not that high. I feel like that's... I thought you were even higher than that, but, but to be fair, if they do highly exceed expectations this year, even if they don't necessarily make the playoffs, but they have a pretty big turnaround, uh, yeah, it's definitely possible. And it's a good story, too. Again, this is about stories, so... 
uh, being the first foreign podcast. What about do we want to do rookie of the year? Yes, we do want to do rookie of the year, and um, you know, I was telling in past podcasts that we recorded how excited I am with this rookie class, and I was trying to narrow it down between Trey Young, uh, Colin Saxton, DeAndre Aiden, and Luca Luca Doncic. Yeah. So I I think if I'm high on these sons, I think that's enough to get DeAndre up there and high on votes, but. Because the Mavericks are not that good, I feel like Luka Doncic will be the Rookie of the Year, and Atlanta will enjoy their Trey Young, but there'll always be that what if, if Luka Doncic was on a hawk, and, yeah. you know, uh, did they did they play their... I don't think they did. I'm going with Luka as my Rookie of the Year as well, if that's what you're saying. I think he has the most... Potential to make an immediate impact in terms of stat lines and stuff upside. He, he and he's uh, makes flashy plays and stuff like that. So I think Aiden will have a should have a decent year. Sexton, hell, I hope he does. Of course, being on my team, who knows some of these other guys? Wendell Carter is supposed to be good. Of course, the guy with my favorite name, Shea Gilgis Alexander. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, I, yeah. If, this is one I would say if I was a betting man. I think you gotta put Doncic up there. Do, do we ever get an exact print? Like, are we just gonna say his name a different time, a different way every time? Doncic versus Luca. Well, well Luca, we can just call him Luca because we both of us have pronounced his last name like four different ways. I feel like even just now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always interesting because like there's players that you mentioned in the NBA, you go by their like LeBron is LeBron, he's never James, right? Um, Carmelo is Melo. No one says. Well, they both have last or first names. Their last names are kind of boring, you know, not not descriptive. So, and but they have unique first right. names, so that makes sense. Yeah, and then people go by Dirk as opposed to the whiskey. Yeah. There's a, but then the other players like you know Tatum, Kyrie. I think he's gotten the star level since. No, Kyrie is definitely always. Uh, no one calls him Irving hardly ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, but Luca, I think it's gonna be Luca. Um, got... What we learn to call him, unless he gets a nickname like yeah, you know, Greek Freak or something, you know. But that that's right. for its own reasons. Uh, His name's hard to say. So yeah, I think Luca is what we're gonna be hearing the most of. Okay, so you got Luca, and we did the MVP. Now we got Sixth Man of the Year. I know this is a little harder, yeah. but I just want to shoot. But I was thinking, uh, I think Mello, as we mentioned, will definitely be Sixth Man of the Year. He already agreed to coming off the bench. Um, if he stays consistent with that, he's going to be putting up a lot of points in this D'Antoni offense. And and I think their win total won't be as high last year, which we predicted. But I think he's enough to show that, okay, you got James Harden, you got CP3, and Melo is a other like representing player that you think of when you think of the Rockets and I think a lot of teams, GMs, reporters, whoever whoever votes on this, I don't know for this particular role. Uh, I think it'll be Carmelo Anthony. I mean I gotta say I think you won it last year too, but uh, Carmelo? No, no, I'm saying for my fact. Or for what I was going to say, I believe Sweet Lou won it last year as well because he's the most. I think he's going to be the favorite because he technically comes off the bench, but he's the bi- the biggest scorer. He- he's still like one of the leading scorers of the team, more so than other teams I can think of have have a guy like that. So I got to go Sweet Lou again. Like I don't, I don't yeah, see him no, putting up more right. points than him really. 
Uh, but if they only go, if they go by something other than points, six men is usually about scoring. Though, I feel like, right? For the most part, yeah. There's never someone that comes off the bench and like. I mean, the only exception is someone like Andre Iguodala, who did win uh, six man of the year that year. Yeah. Because I think it's the storyline of like a superstar coming back down. And playing at a high level, people just love. Okay, so, yeah, I agree with you on that. I can see that. that. That makes sense for that comparison. Makes your metal pick make more sense to me. Yeah, I personally just don't think that was gonna be. I, I just think he's a washed up and he's not gonna be good even as a bench player, really. But we'll see. I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, if he's not playing a lot of minutes and he's just giving the ball to yeah. shoot, I don't think he's gonna be upset with that as much. You know, kind of mess up with his dynamic of a player. So. Yeah. And Dan Tony Boston's Cool. So I just give you a little quick rundown of the last couple of DPOYs. You got Rudy Gobert last year, Draymond mm-hmm. Green, Kawhi Kawhi, two years in a row. Joachim Noah recently went by that. <laughs> How many years ago was that? Oh, he won it. Yeah, Chicago Bulls. Uh, and then Mark Gasol and Tyson Chandler. And Dwight Howard for three years in a row, who will probably never be really jumping up again uh, now that he's out for the like, majority of the year. With uh, his back injury on the Wizards. Oh, he's out for the majority uh, of the year. I didn't know that. I mean, it looked like a really bad injury that he has to get surgery or a procedure on, um, from what I saw. <laughs> I knew that. Um, but yeah, uh, so we got Depoy. We already did a rookie. Oh, are we, are we picking Depoy then? Oh, yeah, I mean, DePoy, I'm saying Gobert uh, gets a second year in a row. I don't see anyone. As long as he plays like he did last year, I think it's his. I think it's his award to lose. Certainly. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Kawhi um, because, again, the storyline is a thing. Usually someone on a top team that wins defensive play of the year, uh, all these are patterned with, like, top four teams uh, or top uh, two teams, really. Um, so I, I think it's easy enough for – and DeMar DeRozan didn't play defense, so Kawhi does play defense. That's why they shift him. Yeah, spotlight that even more. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, exactly. So – so, yeah, I think, uh, is there any other awards? There's most improved, I think. Yeah, I don't have any other. I mean, maybe maybe at a later a podcast and a later date, we can unveil more of our picks for what, what, for, for our rebies, which I think should be more. After we see a little how the season goes, maybe some personal favorite picks of ours can get some rebies. You know, who's been the most entertaining yeah. player this year? Who's Who's been the funniest on memeing and social media? You know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I do realize that this will be our last pod before the official season starts. So maybe we should just make our picks. Did we make our picks last time? For the- no, I don't believe we did. I think we will need to unveil those. And we usually do top four. Who makes the WCF and the AKUF finals? And then we, we go to. So who you got for your Eastern Conference there this year? And the two teams, and um, who's going to advance? Okay, and it, it's always a little bit of a crapshoot because you you never know the seating's going to go exactly. I think I did have the Raptors finishing with the number one seed again. My picks and the Celtics as the number two. Now I just have to think: Do I think that's what it's going to end up being? And in fact, I do not think that's what it's going to end up being. I'm going to, this is going to be uh, maybe a bit of a shocker after uh, after I already said 
Irving might be MVP, all this stuff. I said Celtics are going to win a lot of games. But I'm going to limit the prediction that the Celtics won't be in the finals because they won't even make it to the Eastern Conference finals. Wow. I think that with Kawhi this, this year, the, the Raptors, now it depends how the seeding goes again. So I don't know if the Raptors could be the ones to knock them off or it would have to be the Sixers or a different team or something. But I'm I'm putting the, the Sixers and Raptors actually in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I think this is finally the Raptors' year with LeBron finally gone. They're actually going to make it to the Finals. The fans will be happy. And then they'll probably get swept by the Dubs. Not to, I'm going, I, I don't know. I'm going on some limbs today. It might just be the mood I'm in, but... I feel like everyone's putting the Celtics in there, basically penciling them right in, which makes sense to a lot of extent, but it doesn't always go how you think. I mean, it does in the past few years when we know LeBron's on the Cavs and it's going to be Cavs Warriors. I think we're in for, not on the Warriors end, I still think they're going to be there, but something's got to mix up this year. Like I said, maybe the seating won't work out. I I like what the Sixers showed last year. They weren't quite ready, but... I could see them doing it this year. So it, maybe it won't be the Sixers. Maybe it will be – I only put them in there because I think Raptors would beat them. If it is Raptors-Celtics, I think the Celtics would beat the Raptors probably. So that's why I had to not make it them in there at all and say Raptors-Sixers with Raptors going. What do you, what do you say? Oh, man. So, I mean, I all your points are logical and make make sense. I think I still have to go with the Celtics. I, I think there's you know a high chance that they will, you know, definitely be the top seed and I think the matchup, the most difficult matchup would be for them would probably be either the Sixers in the second round of that or or the Bucks playing those one of those teams and after the conference after the first round and second round. Now, those series, I could see Milwaukee or Sixers beating the Celtics and possibly just ruining the whole thing. But based on my strong opinion of the Celtics and everyone else, uh, for that matter, just running through the whole NBA, I think it won't matter unless there'll be injuries. So I'm going to go with C's as a safe pick. And I'd rather, I would want to be daring. So I guess I'm going to go to the West Coast and make my pick now. I think I'm going to be a little bit daring and say that D'Antoni will get over the hump and these Rockets will lose in the second round of these. <laughs> so which hump is he getting over then? <laughs> <laughs> Working with Carmelo Anthony. And uh, I'm feeling a very dark horse pick here. I'm feeling pretty excited about this team. And I think if the matchups play out itself, I think the Utah Jazz could make some noise here like and uh, and get to the NBA Finals to be a Jazz Celtic. I think they just oh, to so the Finals. That. You're not even so, saying just getting to the Western Conference Finals. You think they're going to beat? Oh, sorry. Who's who's sorry, in the Western, Western Conference, Conference Finals? I mean, I mean oh. Western Conference Finals. Sorry, my bad. And then it'll be the Warriors playing them, and then I think the Jazz will bring them to the brink of hell. And it'll be the Warriors Celtics in the NBA Finals. Oh, good. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> uh, and I'll let you go before I. I think okay, so uh, I, I, of course, I already said the Dubs, of course, and you know I think they're going to win. But um, 
I will say for my for the team they're going to play, I agree with you. The Rockets won't make it, which everyone thinks that'll happen to you. You know, that's what everyone wants. It that'd be a good series, of course. They almost got them last year, and it's just not going to play out that way necessarily. It could, of course, but I'm going to say that the Thunder have a better year, and they especially figured out the playoffs. They get it together, and but then they lose yeah. in like six games to the Dubs, maybe. Then I will say my pick. So if I find Dubs and Raptors, I say Dubs and four over Toronto in the finals. So you think it's going to be sweet by? Okay, yeah. uh, I think that I think the conspiracy theorist and myself will definitely will go with my prediction of Warrior Celtics. That will be probably one of the highest NBA finals uh, in history. I we didn't even discuss Lakers at all, but I think they could shock some people, but it's not going to be relevant at the end of the day. It's going to be Warriors-Celtics. I'm going to have the Warriors in six games, and Kevin Durant will lead this, the Warriors after this championship. Please go get three. So, so my Warriors Dubs and six over the Celtics. That's your pick? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we did it. I mean, uh, we uh, we cover a lot of ground today. I think Potnam, we got all our picks in. Some, some picks were uh, we're going out on these limbs here. Some were safe, so that's usually how it goes. Hopefully, it's a good season. Like like I've been saying in the past few episodes, my morale in terms of being an NBA fan sits. At, it's definitely at a low point right now. Maybe not an all time low, certainly, but it's it's definitely on the downward trajectory. So what I need is a very entertaining season to keep me going. You know what I mean? Hopefully, we get it starting tonight. Hey, man. You know, you know what we should be focusing on, like you said, these reviews. We need to focus on these memes and events. Uh, we didn't cover the big Jimmy Butler coverage, but I feel like that is going to be what keeps you going, Padre. You need this uh, console yeah. genius that is the NBA. You think Jimmy Butler like lashing out at his teammates and then put it, and then sh- and showing them up in practice? So that's going to keep me going. <laughs> Well, when when a guy says he plays with the scrubs and then he yells to GM, "You fucking need me," I feel like that is a it is something that's unprecedented in the NBA that's covered now because of social media. Um, so there'll be a lot more stuff like that. Uh, maybe some people playing cards. Hopefully, no guns will be involved in these situations. So I'm pretty pumped for this, and I, I know I know you're not enough, but that will be my job, and I'll I'll make sure the listeners get you pumped by hopefully rating and reviewing our podcast, Brooklyn Rebound Network, which we cover, you know, a couple other things. We got uh, Mrs. Relevant been on a little hiatus, but I, I think there's going to be some NFL tidbits. Coming. Oh, yeah, I got something um, in the works to talk, talk a little Niffle coming up shortly. Look for that on the feed. And then you can still check out uh, all these other uh, pop culture things that we do on the podcast, a little council talk or what, what do you call it oh small council has not been in session for quite a while but that could come back at any time yeah it's well game of thrones had been on hiatus so that should be back in 2019 right. so maybe small council pod will be back as well yep and uh i think i think that'll do it for this podcast check me out at enam kazi it spells just like it sounds i'm sure you guys can figure it out at Enam Quasi, just tweet at me, Instagram me, and then at, at Drew Wills mm-hmm. on, on the Twitter. That's like. true. You can, you can look me up on YouTube uh, searching Drew Wilson. If you want to see me do reactions to like some kid shows and stuff like that, that's fun also. Uh, I think that's enough gulp. More than enough. Thank you for uh, more than enough. Thank you for joining me from Podland. That's right. Podland. Studio, Studio Land. Land. Yeah. Podland. Studio Land. Yeah, that's what we said. 
Uh, and this is, this is your boy Padnam from Studio A saying good morning, California, good afternoon, Brooklyn, and good night, rest of the world. And Australia. Which show angles in that? Australia. Yeah, or London, whatever it is. Peace. Peace. Pod Boys Productions.